0: So welcome to this episode today. I'm here with an amazing guest, Sven. He is in Bali right now. So if you hear some rain or some nature sounds in the background, that's why. We're going to talk about intimacy, sex, and about sacred masculine. Do you want to experience the full potential of your sexual energy, deep intimacy in your relationship and how it feels like to truly be in your power as a man? Can you hear the world's desperate calling for conscious, heart-centered men to rise to the occasion? Then welcome to the Heart of a King podcast, where you will find the clarity, guidance and tools that will empower you to do what it truly takes to live a life of freedom, fulfillment and bliss. So first of all, Sven is a life coach. He has the goal to support men to feel free, independent, and confident again, and also to clear their confusion between superficial sex and true intimacy. So welcome on the podcast, Sven.
1: Thank you for having me, brother. I'm really glad to be here with you today. Looking forward for the chat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too, brother. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I would love to know a little bit about your story, how you got to what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned that I'm in Bali. And um, in fact, this is my my family home. Declared family home now the fourth year. Prior to that, I have been nomadic. I've been traveling for about a decade. Originally, I'm from Germany in the Black Forest, but um, it ended up to be Bali. Ironically, the whole world needed to stop in order for us to finally stop and to settle down. (laughs) And um, my four-year-old daughter and my ex-partner, they are um, not far from here, 20 minutes down the road. Yeah, and I've been separated for about 20 months now with my partner. And I'm just defining myself again after this time of being in this relationship, which lasted seven years in total. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, for the first time, I'm like by myself, literally by myself, the first time in 36 years, because I've always been wow. with a community, you see, yeah, yeah. was my safety net. Women were my safety net, my relationships
0: now you learn to be your own safety net and
1: That's right. my independent. Right. Yeah, I'm claiming my independence and my, I'm, I'm unraveling dependency into independence.
0: Beautiful. So what are some of the challenges that you help men with in your work?
1: You see, as men, I, I believe that there, there are a lot of expectations on, on us from society, from teachers, from our parents who were the only example for us in that, or fathers, for that matter, mostly like the male role models. But oftentimes these expectations and these ideas of what it means to be a man are often not aligned with what we actually want. And we can easily get lost in the forest, lost in the forest and can't see the forest because of all the trees, which the trees for me are all these made up, you know, expectations of imposed upon men. The forest is like who we are, you know, like I feel we can easily get lost in these roles we play as men. Be it like a brother, be it father, be it lover, yeah, it all comes with with certain conditions, which are not necessarily from us. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I want to remind men to find their own calling again, which is more authentic to what they truly want, and less about what has been, you know, suggested to them. That pretty much is right. my, my my mission and my work to remind men again to see what what else is there than these obligations and these duties we have. As men, obviously, as fathers and, and husbands and, and boyfriends, whatever it, whatever it is, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, which is not the truth, which is conditioning and yeah, stuff mm. being passed on, right, from generations before. That's not ours, right?
1: Yeah, because times are changing. It's different, like how I grow up these days than my father has has been brought up. Yeah, things evo- evolve. You know, times evolve. So it's important to stay, stay open. But really, it's not about just the values, to redefine values for oneself. It's also to really like be humble, to receive guidance, be it from a mentor and to, to receive support from that, rather than having to, as men, you know, the problem is with men that we are conditioned also to always having to figure it out on our own. Like we have, yeah. to march, you know, like before, like the forefathers before us march into the into a war. Then later we needed to march into the factory. And it was always about like seeking outside of us in order to find validation for our existence. This is the problem that we feel like not worthy unless we get that promotion, unless we have that salary, unless we have that income, unless we have this perfect picture, perfect family life with the house and the Mercedes, it's like, it's it's it delusional because it, there's so much more to our life um, than having to rely upon others for us to give, give us that validation for being worthy to exist and receiving support as men. I think is a big one and allowing us to be supported because um, we're not conditioned that way. We always had to figure it out on our own. This is the reason why most men commit suicide in the, in the average of, People who commit suicide, it's like eighty percent men um, decide to take their lives, and also in the work workforce, you know, men like in the war zone before that, they were the one, the disposable ones, you know. Mm. And that's a big that's a that's a wound in the masculine, like which is not addressed a lot, but it's very much very much there. And it's it, as a sensitive man, like I would consider myself to be. I can feel that burden of my ancestors and the the uncried tears and uh, the the pain and the suffering coming from that. It's really lonely, it's really not easy being a man, often, you know, in this in this world. Mm. Because there's a lot upon us. Yeah. For also to remind men to be open to spirituality and knowing that they're not alone and there's a higher instance a loving intelligence, which governs everything and which is guiding you if you're open to it. And it's a possibility for everyone to experience and to trust because otherwise we're going to make it dependent on our partners and then it becomes messy. If we ask Mm. from experience, I I looked up to my partner, to my ex-partner before, like I would like the little boy in me would look up to his mother like, show me, like, where do I belong? Like, as men, you know, when we are being expelled from the womb space, um, it's like we, we, we're being cast out of the, 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 the paradise, you know? Because everything is <laughs> warm, you're cozy, you get fed, you know, every day. You don't have to worry about anything. It's the safest place on earth. You don't have to go anywhere. Everything's provided for you. And then one day these walls come too close and you find kind of we find you're, you're restricted in that. And all of a sudden you're like, you're out in the world, right? And, and as a man, it's quite, it's quite, because also we don't have the ability like women have like to give life. That's why there's like all these achievements in the world. Like men need to substitute that with, you know, discoveries and uh, science and building skyscrapers and all that, because we have to substitute for that inability to give life. So for us, it's so utterly important to have a purpose. Men have a really much yeah. stronger sense of purpose and need for purpose than women because women alone, they have a naturally, natural ability to give life. And that's, that's like God-like, you know? Like you give life, yeah. it's huge. But yeah. like, okay, I'm a father now of a four-year-old. Now what, you know, what else is there? Am I only, am I, and I did that for the first two years of, of Talula's life, my daughter. I decided to be a stay, stay at home dad, you know, and, and just cook and basically created this prison for myself, you mm. know, a domestic prison where I only identified with that and totally lost myself in that and realized mm-hmm. that's actually so much more I give that my, my heart is actually capable of loving so many more people than only my. Close relatives, and there was a, yeah. and because that, well, that longing wasn't met, that turned into resentment towards my partner, and that's how I came to then become abusive towards her. You know, I didn't have anything to offer to the relationship other than being grumpy and being resentful because I she enabled me unconsciously through her generosity, and she's the most beautiful human being when it comes to generosity and selflessness. But I've, I've taken that as an enabling or disempowerment for who I wanted to be. So I lost mm. my, but it was my choice. I take full responsibility. And then that was also a reason for her to ask me to, to leave. Fair enough, because I didn't treat mm. her with respect at the end. And we were like mm. able to meet anymore because I didn't really, I wanted her to leave me. I wanted to push her away because I wasn't, I didn't have the balls back then to leave myself. And I never had in relationships. I always made it either would manipulate the the woman into leaving me or being that horrible. So she would have to leave me, you know, because I it would take a lot for me to actually leave. Mm. I was scared. I was scared to to lose that mother substitute, you know, in 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 my woman. It's all to do with mother. It always goes down back to the mother and the band. Mm. abandonment from the
0: mother. I would like to add something there because I see a lot happening there, especially around the masculine. When you, for example, speak about purpose, which is in my experience, it's part of a healthy masculine energy. It is part of why we're here to live our purpose and create an impact that way in the world, because this nurturing, life-giving quality is part of feminine. And what I see all that leads to something i would really like to dive into with you because before that you spoke about your our connection to the divine our connection to spirituality and how important that is as men Mm -hmm. and i can see how this plays out when you're not as a man not in your masculine essence not connected to the divine so you're not having this clear connection of the healthy masculine energy and then this happens what you just shared, the masculine gets in its shadow, it becomes abusive, it becomes its unconscious expression, which creates suffering and harm. Mm -hmm. And so to resolve that and to heal, it's one of the most important things I see is to really find our own, any path that resonates with you to find your connection to the divine, to something higher that, like you say, guides life from this higher intelligence. Yeah. And oh. through that, to really find out what is masculinity truly, because you mentioned before all the conditioned ways of our ancestors and society, and media and whatnot that has this distorted version of the masculine, the overcompensating, the steeper connection and fulfillment mm. with this macho behavior, which is also toxic and harmful. Mm. So I want to bring this back together to the sacred expression of a masculine. How do you see a sacred expression of masculine energy? Let's say, for example, in a man, it can be in anyone, but how would you see a man showing up in a sacred masculine energy
1: yeah i feel like our duty as men our our god-given duty is to protect um not only the feminine but 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 all people you know like our community our society my my father has been a good example in that like he he used to be a baker you know like hard-working all my family, father's side of the family is a hardworking mechanics, you know, um, people who use their hands for their work and all that. That's where I'm kind of being a black sheep because I, I'm so different in that I'm the only th- therapist and the only coach for my whole line. But I see that now that my dad, for instance, he loved baking bread and even like he couldn't, he couldn't do this job for long after his uh, vocational training, um, he had to... He had to quit because of the uh, allergy he had against flour which is a bit tricky if you're if you like a, a baker <laughs> uh, allergy against flour but later on he picked it up again and he i'm um, from a small village in the black forest uh, that's where my father's house is my my my, my home where, he, where i grew up and he st- started baking again and i could really see last time i met him there and he was baking like how he became alive because he was actually contributing through his craft, which is baking, to the community of his village. Like people would come and buy freshly baked bread. You know, we're talking about like proper German farmer's bread, the best bread in the world. And, and I could see him li- livening up in that. And, um, and that is really what it is. It's contribution. It's like men need to feel needed. We need to be of service of some sort to contribute to the greater community yeah. around us in order to feel worthy and not like from a, from a place like we do this to get an outcome, like even not being acknowledged for it or paid for it in that sense. Obviously it's good to have an exchange, but you know, like it's so important for us to feel needed in a relationship on anything in life. Otherwise we, we lose sense of why, why, you know, why, What's yeah.
0: otherwise? True. And that's like, it can also show up in a healthy way or in a negative way. For example, if you get the sense of contribution and being needed from actually being of service and of purpose, then that's great. And I find this example with the bread really, really cool because it symbolizes to me, like to provide a foundation, like bread base needs to provide bread. a safe ground for everyone else to thrive on especially Mm -hmm. the feminine so i find that a really beautiful example and if we don't get that i would say sense of being needed or just a sense of purpose from a healthy way then this shows up in all kinds of compensation behaviors that are super unhealthy
1: yeah and And that—that that is then yeah that's a confusion It's like because it's a need of us
0: men to feel needed, like you said. But if it's not met in a healthy way, it's trying to be met unconsciously in toxic behavior.
1: We all want to just want to expand, you know. A Sadhguru, one of my teachers, he says it's natural for the human race, and doesn't matter if it's like man or woman, that we want to expand, we want to feel greater. That because we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, so it's really restricted being stuck in this spacesuit, which is the body. And 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 then what we're wanting to expand, we're wanting to come back to our nature. So what is that? And then it can be misplaced with status, you know, chasing money or chasing women or chasing one object of desire after the other, that becomes then parasitic because then you take more than you need, and that's not serving the whole. Rather than actually, okay, do you want to become a channel for? the higher intelligence or God or whatever you call it to go flow through you. And you just abundantly, like you just give your life away in service. You, you dissolve yourself in the giving yes. Yeah,
0: without forgetting yourself though. <laughs> Cause that's another thing. Yeah. And oh. I feel, yeah, it's our nature to thrive. It's the nature of life to expand and to, to thrive. Uh.
1: Yeah. You're right. Though. It's true. It's like the balance to not give yourself up in a relationship
0: yeah because that's the wounded feminine energy to overgive and basically forget yourself
1: yeah yeah that's the the wounded
0: light feminine
1: aspect right
0: yeah especially sensitive men
1: Hmm.
0: yeah so talking about that one thing that's obvious is that we both men and women have masculine and feminine energies and we've been diving a little bit into masculine energy and yeah It's also a lot about presence. I see right now it's important in the world that we as the masculine provide with our presence and our consciousness, not being in this unconscious way of the masculine, to provide a safe environment for the feminine and also the the feminine in women and in general Mm. to feel safe, to actually open up and express. You know, basically to have the whole dynamic of the masculine and feminine heal by actually In my opinion, first of all, the masculine has to step up right Mm -hmm. now, has to become conscious and healthy again for the feminine to be able to actually open up and thrive and contribute in their way. And I see the same dynamic play out within every being, like within every human, we have masculine feminine energies and also our own, as you speak about being sensitive, I also would consider myself a sensitive man. It is like feeling all his emotions (laughs) as best I can and for that it's also important for us to be a healthy masculine so our own healthy feminine how do you experience in your own life and in those of your clients the dynamic of masculine feminine energy within a man
1: yeah it's basically that it's equally important right and that we want to find balance there
0: it is super important to have a balance to have both active to not suppress our feminine and i still find especially in what i would like to get into next with you which is intimate relationships um it's really important in that context that we still find our core which doesn't mean that every man has to have a masculine core this can also be the other way around and not every woman has to have a feminine core but i find to for in an intimate relationship for there to be the spark and polarity and attraction it has to happen that we don't become these gray 50 50 uh, equal people that are just like half half and there's no attraction anymore so i think it's really important need to be um, that that we, for the polarity to exist, and for us actually to empower each other as men and women, or as masculine and feminine core beings, to f- be also clear on what's my core, totally, yeah, to find that out, by being of yourself,
1: responsibility. You know, you were you were you were sharing earlier that that it's only on men to step up, but I feel like equally the women who has been forced into a role of being more masculine because they had to um, adapt to a patriarchal society. Mm. To, um, to step down again and to surrender and let the man yeah. allow themselves to be needed and allow themselves without being needy or feeling like that they're letting themselves down because they have been playing a role which is not feminine, you know? Like we're talking about like the, the feminist movement, you know? I, I lovingly call them feminazis, <laughs> you know, because there's there's also a a toxic feminine out there Mm. is not allowing that balance to occur because and understandably as i said because they had to for their own protection play men and put on the pants and, and and go into the factories and you know and find their way of being in the world but it's also on them to like if we step up they need to step down in a sense so we can meet again on one level. Yeah. There's an imbalance in the way feminine yeah. up, the family shows up in the world.
0: It's not really about up and down, I guess, but it's like, I know what you mean to go. Basically, many of these women will... in in actuality, have a feminine core. But they are living, especially also a lot, you see that in Germany with many women, to live in a really masculine energy. Like they are not much in their feminine and they're really like, you say, pants on, working, achieving. This It's all good, you know, everyone can do that. But then that's not actually the way where most of them would thrive. And it also is important for us men to have that happen at some point, that their feminine steps into her embodiment And into this opening and surrender, like you say, for that, what does she need? That's what I meant with why men have to come first. If she wants to surrender, what is she supposed to surrender upon?
1: Right, right. He needs, needs to, to
0: surrender go. onto a safe ground. And if you look into the world right now, for example, you're in Germany. You go on the street, and the, a woman is there, and she's carrying all the, her all these burdens, all these tensed up emotions that she couldn't like feel through. And she's carrying so much responsibility; it's just too much for her. She wasn't really made to do all of that by herself. But she looks around and she sees people being invasive, staring at her ass, doing all these things, and. She doesn't feel a safe, conscious, masculine presence around her mm. yet. And in my opinion, the next level where we're moving towards with this conscious men's work we're doing is that there is a big amount of conscious men that are representing a safe, healthy, masculine energy where women can actually go towards and know that they can let go. Uh, they can be held in that, by that safe presence. Yeah,
1: that's right. You know,
0: I recorded that episode on this, for example, how your masculine presence can liberate the feminine. And what I mentioned in there that women have told me, especially women that are really beautiful, that they never ever in their entire life have experienced for once that a man was holding space for them unconditionally without wanting sex for it, without abusing her, manipulating her or using this. Her vulnerability against her. Many women have never, ever experienced the safety. And that's what I mean why it's hugely, it's so important for us men or for the masculine in this way in the world to become the safe presence so the feminine can actually open up and feel safe and step into her surrender.
1: But then also it's all- to be balanced again, like you said before, like not giving yourself up in that, in taking on her burden for the trauma she had experienced maybe with her father and the men in her life. Sure. Insecurity, you say like if a woman is vulnerable for manipulation, it stems from unresolved um, insecurity within herself, you see, where she still has suspicion towards the masculine. And that is ours to carry. We might only be for her father who has left her or even maybe a, a rapist who has abused her, something like that, but it's not it's not upon us to to carry that. It's also no, it's being loving holding a loving container for her to go through these emotions, but she needs to yeah go through these emotions like at the end. we of
0: the- all have to do our own healing that's totally true like we can't be the ones doing it all What no, i mean is just like, it's so
1: important for them to even be like, able to feel safe men who are hurt and haven't haven't been able to feel their emotions as well you see true but like we have we have on our hearts too which wasn't safe for us to express because totally you know there's also a shadow feminine the devouring mother cause in Hungarian psychology. And that goes really deep into the responsibility, how mothers have also abused their sons and to be substitutes for their husbands who, who weren't present at home, you see, and then using, using totally, their yeah. sons for that, that then again breeds confusion and it breeds codependency. So it's with, it's a responsibility for both on both sides Needs to be balanced, yeah. Yeah,
0: we all have to to do our work, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's really beautiful, and I feel it's so important for us men to come together now to support each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, so important, it's important right now for us men. It's
1: essential to come that, together. Yeah, that we don't put that on yeah. the wood either. You know that we are able to provide our own support network within the masculine, within the brotherhood. Yes, we so can dissolve dependency onto the other. I think this is the ultimate yeah. solution. That's
0: also what I find in my work, and I'm sure you also in your work, this deep sense of how important that really is when you're holding this container for other men, um, how needed that is. So it actually can be resolved much of what we're going through without putting that onto our partners. That's it, yeah. And so, so the women, they are just more like, they're doing it for, you know, women's circle have, been there all the time mm-hmm. the whole thing about men's groups is a bit more yeah i would say new to really come uh into yeah. this, this form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're more natural like have been in this uh, for longer the women, but it's great and that brings me into something i really would like to talk about with you which is when we're having these containers we can then come into our intimate relationships to really just like share and celebrate with our partners and not have to bring all the baggage so what do you see to be the difference of this conditioned way of maybe just superficial sex or even just like unconscious superficial relationships the difference from that to true intimacy
1: yeah um true intimacy for me is to be It's like, it's the essential need of every human being. It doesn't have to be man or woman, but we just, deep down, we all just want to be accepted for who we are with all our so-called flaws and our mistakes we've done. We just want to be accepted fully. What I always appreciated about my relationship, and, and that is very much still there, even though we are not officially together anymore. Actually, since the physical part is taken away, I was able to develop this luminous connection with my ex-partner again, which I've lost, you know, at the end of our relationship, official relationship. So in many ways, I'm I'm falling into in love with her again on a real much deeper and much more unconditional level. Because I can just be her there for her now without asking, you know, anything in return. Because as a man before that, I was always kind of entitled. I had this sense of entitlement that my woman is responsible for my physical pleasure and that I, I basically am not able to please myself without a woman. And that, that already is a distorted way of thinking like a dependency. I physically made myself physically dependent and made my, my beloved, my goddess, my drug. So I degraded her in that. And that is, Mm is where it became unhealthy and where I lost that heart connection, that true intimacy for me, where I was just able to, you know, be myself like, and I, it wasn't the beginning of the relationship where I was able to return home into the safe haven into this harbor, you know, of when I felt broken and, and wounded from the battlefield of life, you know, and, and was just like there and was, was held and nurtured and, and, and being ex- and accepted for who I was in there. That is deeply, that's so beautiful when we then can surrender into this lap, you know, and, and receive healing. In that, in that connection?
0: First of all, like in my own experience, I can say that the biggest transformation there came for me when I was finding that this unconditional love and acceptance first had to come from myself as well as being the safe lab for myself. Yeah, totally. You know, and also the, the, the physical pleasure. We can be there. We can actually for everything that we are, see ourselves accept ourselves truly and love ourselves for who we are and also love ourselves physically so we're kind of we're full and Mm -hmm. when we're coming from that space into intimate uh, communion into an intimate connection into intimacy with our partner it's so beautiful because we both come full and we come to share and to celebrate and to not be like
1: oh my god I'm empty
0: (laughs) give me this
1: (laughs) and that's that's what I feel like of like two beggars coming, you know, and meeting each other, and then each beggar <laughs> like grabs into the, the pocket of the other, and then realizes, oh, you don't have anything either. <laughs> like, yeah, that's bound to become not healthy. Yeah, that's it's more that's, like
0: of being abundant from within.
1: Yeah, we need to be able to share fine. what we're overflowing with. I want to, I want to invite in a partner who is sufficiently independent in a sense where she's empowered and full. You know. And and then and then how yes. we can share that abundance, that overflowing.
0: Yeah. And it even feels better to receive, right? Like when you're when you're and to give. Like it feels much better to give from a full place rather than when you're like over giving from emptiness. Yeah, totally. It also feels better, in my opinion, to f- receive love from someone that is actually full and they just have tons of it. And they yeah. you know other than having this like receiving this like out of emptiness. It's also not good so. I have an episode on that called self-love has to be mastered first. If anyone wants to dive in there. Then
1: we're talking about real sovereignty, you know, the Mm -hmm. freedom as well, like that we don't need anyone really except ourselves and our service.
0: Yeah. And then when we don't need it anymore, that's when I feel we become really attractive towards that. And I don't just mean attractive between humans, but we literally are able to attract that into Mm -hmm. our lives. You know what I mean? That relationship or that partner We don't need it anymore. No, it's just like... It's like you're not chasing anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's where we all want to go.
0: (laughs) To the men in the world, is there one thing, if you could give them one piece of wisdom, one piece of guidance, what would that be? Forgive your
1: mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it could be Big for a lot of people, yeah. No, that is really, really big. yeah. That's the ultimate responsibility for all the shadow we bring into our relationship with 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 our women. Really, it's the it's the core, the core wound of the abandonment of the mother or the perceived abandonment, because oftentimes it's just a story we tell ourselves, which is not at all true. But mm. we kind of decided that one day the past is nothing more than a story we choose to tell ourselves. Mm. Of that is, it can always in every moment of every day can be rewritten. Like you can just like decide, like now, now this is me. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. And this is yeah. who I'm choosing to be. And that's that's our mm. right. That is that, that choice, that power, yeah, to-
0: our birthright to become free. And, and sometimes we have to do some work, some yeah. work for that's that. Of it, to yeah. Really embody that and integrate it. Thank you for being on Sven. This was a great chat. For all our German listeners, there will also be a German episode. Yeah. Both of us on Sven's podcast. And I will link Sven's podcast here in the show notes. So you can check out his podcast. I will also drop his link to his social media where you can find out more about what Sven is doing and his work. Awesome. And yeah, then
1: thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Heart of a King podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes and interviews coming out every week.